All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Not too horribly, Jake. Uh, as, I, as we got on the phone here together, you asked if I had watched the debate on Monday, and I told you, no, I watched football. I, uh, my wife made me turn the debate on during halftime, so I saw like 10 minutes of it, and I just, I just got angry in those 10 minutes. I, I had Do you know roughly like what point in the debate it was? I mean, was it halfway through, three quarters? Well, I don't know at what point, but I know what I saw that made me angry is they brought up ISIS. Oh, yeah. Okay, I did see this. They both said the same fucking thing, which was, we're going to defeat ISIS, we're going to defeat ISIS. And I just got so fucking mad because this is the reasoning. Well, first of all, you're never going to defeat ISIS. Or maybe you can defeat, quote, ISIS. But it's, it's 2016. And we still have the KKK in America. We have a racist hate group in America. So my point is you will never defeat racism, hatred, uh, intolerance. So if they are making this promise of defeating ISIS, it's bullshit because, you know, you'll have the Taliban or Al-Qaeda or ISIS or there will always be an extremist group that pops up to start fighting whenever you beat down the current ones. So just... And the only thing that's going to defeat him is time and education. And defeat is a subjective term. It's literally only going to be making it like the KKK in America, which is pretty, you know, it's not like the days of old when it was out in the open and everybody was riding horses and, you know, wearing sheets. Now it's pretty much recognized that it's not the mainstream. It's the extreme assholes. So I, I just got so angry as they kept talking about defeat ISIS like it was something either one of them could fucking do. Yeah, it was... That part was kind of annoying, but it was it was still fun to watch just because it was it was one more thing where she made him look absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I'm not saying that her solution to it was great because her solution was more or less. We'll just do more of the same. We'll uh, we'll keep strengthening our allies. Uh, we'll, we'll keep using drone technology, basically, instead of putting boots on the ground. We'll we'll just keep kind of doing what we've been doing. Whereas his was absolutely nothing. His was basically just, uh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it because I'm a badass. I and have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I did see I don't that. Where it's like what my plan is like, yes. really? You got foreign policy and domestic policy. That's basically what you do as president. You're not going to tell us what your foreign policy is regarding, like, uh, you know, the group that we're fighting the most right now. That's insane. I mean, and the thing, I don't think. Uh, Maybe Clinton understands, but she realizes that Americans are too fucking stupid to hear, uh, and I don't think Trump understands at all, is that ISIS has less to do with America than it does with the fraction in Islam between uh, Shia and Sh- uh, Shiite and Sunni. Well, and- no, that, that's exactly right, and that's why I, I don't necessarily love Hillary Clinton's answer either, because I, I think we should really not have much to do there because, you know, us having all these allies in the region and arming this group and and, and bombing that group, that's what kind of turns people in that region against us. I mean, like, us in in the U.S. should have little to nothing to do with the fights in the faction of Islam where they're blowing each other up over the correct spelling of the word Muhammad or whatever. Like, that shouldn't have nothing to do with us but yeah sometimes somehow we still got to get involved and i mean i my what i'd like to hear them 
say or, or you know hint at is we're, we're going to have less involvement. And if we have less involvement, we're going to give them less of a reason to come over here and plant bombs in Chelsea or whatever the hell, you know. And or, you know, the people that live here, they kind of get radicalized by those guys and what they're doing over there and on Twitter and all that. Um, that being said, I still did go downtown and get drunk the night that those bombs were going off. Because, you know, if I stay sober, the terrorists win. That's the way I see it. <laughs> the Chelsea I mean, bomber will not defeat me. I don't disagree with you, but I do think that it's more complicated than we give it credit for. Because, yeah, I agree with you 100% that we have no place in getting involved in a fight between two factions of a religion that are just swinging each dick, you know, like, this is how you're supposed to, fuck off, I don't give a fuck. However, the problem is when it gets to, like, ISIS and other, where there, there has to be a humanitarian aspect of it, when, because they're going after the Kurds, or they're trying to create a caliphate, and uh, the, uh, I'm going to say their name wrong, what was it, the, the Yitzi, the, there was a small little ethnic group that they tried to genocide for the most part, and they still have women that they've uh, captured and put into the sex trade. I mean, we can't just sit back and say, oh, those guys are working it out. They just hate each other because you, you can't, because then you create a generation that said, wow, America sat by and did nothing. It's the World War II thing again. Ah, Germany's just dealing with their Jew problem. What are you going to do? You, you, you can't do that. That's, it's a bigger problem than just let them fight it out. Well, us, I don't know what the answer is. involved with, with, with Germany and, and basically putting something better in place after World War II is a lot different than us trying to do it uh, in, in the Middle East. When we did it in Germany, because, I mean, that, that's really, I, I think, a, a lot of why we try to, oh, we're going to fix up countries uh, that we've been at war with so that basically uh, Germany in World War II doesn't happen because of the sh shitty way that we left Germany in World War I. But I think the, there's a major difference between Germany and doing this in the Middle East. When, when, when we did it in Germany, it was like, okay, uh, other Western European countries are, are basically uh, replacing the head of something that's already there. You know, the infrastructure, uh, not just socially, but politically. So, like, that's not even there in Afghanistan. But, but, I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, let me interrupt you. You're, you're basically yeah. rebuilding a first world country as opposed right. to try and create a third world country into a first. Yeah, you're not right. building so that's scratch. one problem with it. And the other problem with it is how is that going to be perceived by the people in that country? You know, people in Germany who saw that happening from other Western European nations, you know, who uh, – spoke very similar languages to them, you know, who, who uh, had the same kinds of religions, basically, who it, it did most things the same. They're going to be a lot more receptive to, to help from other Western countries than Middle Eastern countries who just kind of see Western uh, influence as, okay, these are people who are coming in who they don't look like us, they don't talk like us, they don't pray like us, they're fucking with us. You know, like this is them trying, this is their culture trying to dominate our culture. Whereas Germany after World War II, it wasn't really seen as like different cultures as, as, as much. It was still fairly similar compared to what we're doing in the Middle East. And so you're, they're going to have a lot more pushback. And unfortunately, yeah, would it be great to snap our fingers and make ISIS stop uh, killing off the Kurds or whatever? Yeah. But the more we try to put our foot in, 
the the easier time groups like that are going to be able to recruit because they now get to use the narrative of it is the Western world versus Islam. They are trying to take out Islam. Whereas if if it's if it's just them being dicks, they're going to be then they have to use the narrative. Oh, this is um, uh, fake Islam. You know them versus real Islam. Us. I think Kurds are Christian, but e- either way, like it's still. You, well, I'm talking about the Yazidis. I'm talking. I mean, the, I oh yeah, the, the Yazidis are Muslim, right? But e- either way, it's no, still, I think I don't. I don't. I they might be Christian. I honestly don't, I, I don't even know. know. But either way, it's still people within the Middle East, right? It, it, yeah, it's it's harder for them to recruit. And I mean, you know, it, Boko Haram's pretty goddamn bad too. But we're not. You know, we're not getting involved in that entire region trying to solve the Boko Haram problem. And I mean, it'd be nice if we could. But if we if, if we did go in too hard, I think you'd see just more of what we're seeing in, in uh, you know, places like Syria and and Iraq and, and, and Libya, man. I mean, it, it, it kind of sucks. But sitting back, at least at least we can say that we didn't cause the problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I have a quick, uh, the Zedis. <laughs> uh, monotheists who believe in a benevolent peacock angel and an ancient Gnostic faith. So, a peacock angel. Peacock angel. Wait, they're, they're trying to kill off the peacock people? All right, now I am upset, man. These guys sound all right. The, exo- the Islamic State uh, tend to view the peacock angel as the mellow, uh, as the archangel Lucifer or Satan. And label Wait, the Yazidis as devil is, worshippers. They think Satan is a peacock? No, no, no. Satan's not a... Come on now. I'm not even well, religious. I, I know that Satan's not a peacock. Well, that's why they went after him, because they were not... Uh, not only were they the wrong Islam, they were not uh, Muslims. They uh, they were... So that's the thing, is you can be the wrong Muslim or just not Muslim, and either God one is wrong to peacock ISIS. peacock worshipping gypsies. So what is the... I mean, I just don't know the answer, though. You can't... I... I I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to rebuild from scratch, or to, not rebuild, to build from scratch, uh, and to not have it viewed with outside suspicion. Um, but fuck, I mean, that fuck, that's all I have, is you can't ignore it. Well, yeah, no, am I saying work? that my way is going to make the, the Middle East perfect? No, far from it. But I, I think it's almost, it's it's hubris on our part to think like, Oh, well, how how are we gonna make the Middle East perfect? It's like well, we're we're not, you know. That yeah. was never up to us. That's, well, that's I, what I we always. I'd like to think. I mean, maybe not in the government, but I think people are hopefully not as a whole. I suppose uh, getting smarter than that because that used to be the thought was if America goes there, we win because we're America and we're number one and we're the best and everybody wants to be like us. And now that it's you know the twenty first century we realize that no not everybody does want to be like us they right. enjoy their own cultures their own religions their own identities their own and so so how do you change the american way of influence when it's not influence other than hey stop fucking killing one another or do right. we just sit back and say wow you just got born into the shittiest lot in life fucking just you, I, I i still disagree with it you know i can't say you sit back and Say, have fun killing one another. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about offering, like, humanitarian aid. If there's any way we can get people sandwiches and shit, great. But the, <laughs> the problem is when it comes to um, helping people out militarily, then it starts to get kind of complicated because then when we take out one group there, we're kind of automatically 
either directly or indirectly helping the people that they're fighting against. And you never know when something just as bad, if not worse, is going to spring up there. And yeah. I, I mean, we, you know, we tend to like to, since we always like to be in cahoots with everybody around the world, uh, we tend to like to just look at any conflict like who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. Uh, whoever, you know, is going to help us out, they're the good guys. Or if somebody is like just, you know, they're doing stuff like ISIS, then it's like, oh, okay, well, then they're the bad guys. But that means the other guys are the good guys and we will help the good guys. But a lot of times when it comes to like governments fighting each other, it's just kind of two dicks fighting over the same hole. So, uh, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's not really good people on either side as far as far as the government. I'm not talking about the civilians getting killed, but right. I'm, I'm talking about like the people who you will be putting in power by by taking people out in these regions. Like we like to go in and just say, oh, we're supporting the rebels. And it's like what you know, like in Libya, we supported the rebels. And it's like, well, we don't. We don't know shit about these people then, man. If we're just calling them the rebels, like we don't we either don't know anything about them or what we do know is not fucking good and 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 wouldn't sound good on the news. I mean same same in Syria. Uh the, a lot of them ended up being ISIS, you know. That's who we were uh, sort of funneling weapons to when we were arming them to take out Assad. And so it's Oh, we've like, talked about this. It's that famous picture of uh McCain with members of ISIS before he re- you know he didn't realize they were ISIS right. he didn't go there but he's just like we need to arm these freedom fighters against uh, Bashir and 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 oops you know look out who they turn to be right and then you know Libya now that we took out Gaddafi who absolutely was not a warm man by any means it was a humanitarian crisis. said was humanitarian crisis and then you were gone oh really can was, you hear me now yeah, the, yeah i can hear you now but it was Shit. like um you, you said Gaddafi was a humanitarian crisis and then just gone so anything you said after that for like 20 seconds oh, fuck. 15 seconds um, doesn't matter i mean i could just say our, our you know we found you if you just want to but I don't, I don't let's just uh, ignore the break in conversation obviously i'll listeners know we lost you for a second but uh um Go to. I don't think people understand where ISIS comes from. Is the fact you talk about? We, I think we've talked about this to death. We should find something else to talk about. Did you? Did you watch? Uh, you watched the second half of the debate. What else did you see that I missed? I've seen clips of it. Oh man, and it's it was... funny. This was funny. Let me just tell you yeah, this yeah. quick. Is is the next day? Obviously, I read all the updates and uh, like every single one. Everyone, you know, CNN, Yahoo News, MSNBC, NPR. 
uh, AB, like everything I see is discussing how overwhelmingly Clinton won. Oh, yeah. And then I go to the gym, and there are a bunch of like old fucks at my gym that like to put on Fox News and turn the volume up, and I'm always turning it off on them because they're just fucking dicks. But uh, so Fox News, of course, is saying that Trump won. Like, like everybody is saying Clinton That's won. That's fucking delusional, except man. for Fox. Like, yeah, yeah, except yeah. for Fox. It's I like, mean, granted, really? I only watched the second half, and they told me that uh, during the first half he didn't do as bad as the second half. But the second half was just embarrassing, man. It was entertaining. It was fun to watch. I've never actually really been interested in watching a full debate because I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit there and watch two politicians who are lying out their asses anyway. Just sit there and, 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 and fucking try to outlie each other to where we vote for it. Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of jaded when it comes to the uh, general elections. But this time, one of them was insane. And not only that, but you had Hillary Clinton up against her greatest challenge yet, one of her own campaign donors from the past. You know what I mean? It's just like a, like a sensei fighting her own grasshopper, that sort of thing. <laughs> I was expecting him at the end to just let somehow tell her that he's really her father. That sort of thing. I'm your father, Hillary. Ask your mother. I'm huge. She'll tell you. Uh, I watched Monday Night Football, and the Saints got the shit kicked out of them. So, so I guess I guess we we watched a similar similar show, man. Uh, In a way, yeah. It was it was it was embarrassing, though, man. It it went honestly as bad as I I thought it was gonna for him. I mean, he just had all the time in the world. It seemed like to kind of talk. And, I mean, it, it wasn't even like she had to trap him. It was like he would just kind of open his mouth, jump all over the place, not really answer questions, just kind of go on tangents that just fucking went every which which way. And, honestly, her, her facial expressions while he was talking were, were one of the funniest things about the debate to me. It was just watching her, like, when he would really go off on weird tangents, she would just kind of, like... It's like smile a bit or like raise her eyebrow. Like I have no fucking idea what he's talking. I mean, I mean, there was probably at least three or four times where he would start talking, and eventually it would get to the point to where I'm like, I, I have no idea what this fucking guy's even talking about in relationship to the questions he was asked. It was it was pretty brutal, man. I would have loved the one clip I didn't see that I I was hoping for because I guess he didn't do it uh, or if he did it's not popular. I I would have loved for no matter what the question and I don't know how it would have come about because like you said he just goes off on tangents. I would have been like, uh, what are you gonna do for uh, the defense of the United States? Well, let me tell you, I built great hotels. Look at this beautiful hotel. I like just going on up like because he's done that before where he yeah. just goes off on a tangent talking about shit he's built. That has no relation to any question. I thought that would have been great, but I guess yeah, he didn't do it. Yeah, it. it was, I mean, he would he would do that kind of shit, and it was, it was just insane. It was, and I mean, she finished hard against him, too. I mean, I, I know that technically you should be looking at, like, the whole debate and how they did on every topic, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, she, she crushed him pretty bad, dude. It was, you should watch some of the highlights, man. I, well, I've, I've seen a couple of the highlights, but... Uh... I don't know. I just I, I can't bring myself to care. I mean, Plus, as uh, as a citizen, I wish the debate was between Gary Johnson and Jill Stein. But as a viewer and a dude who had like drinks and 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 chips and dip and stuff, uh, this was much more entertaining to watch. <laughs> it was it was fucking nutty. 
Oh, cool. Hey, you said you listened to the podcast last week with uh, Lucas. Uh, did you? Uh, yeah, you yeah. I still, I still need to finish it up, though, man. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, I, you didn't get yeah, to the end? No, no. Because that's what I was going to talk to you about is uh, the, the, no change. Like I brought up uh, – so the, we, the week before we recorded, um, I had just gotten done with a shitty corporate show. So what yeah. happened at the end of last week is I uh, let Mike know that I got an email from the booking agent asking what the fuck happened because they complained about me and said I was vulgar and uh, graphic. And uh, so now the booker has not emailed me. I've emailed him twice. Uh, he said, call me. And so I called and he didn't take my call. So I waited several days. Then I emailed him in and just said, hey, I'm wondering if there's any more information on that gig. Uh, I can let you know that I'm very confused. I was not vulgar. I kept it very clean. I didn't do anything graphic, so I don't know what they're saying. But well, what would you do? Like, Were you like reading the script of a John Waters movie or some shit? Like, well, I don't know what they said was graphic because I, as like I told you, it was a bad show. You remember we? I got off stage and we podcasted, and I'm like, wow, these fucking people. And we talked about ambush comedy and how it was yeah, a ambush event. comedy and 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 like at a spot like that, sort of like sort of like we were going back and talking about like the. The colleges, right? And, right. and it's exactly. like, okay, they're not really, comedy's not really their thing because they sit through lectures all day. And, you know, it's sort of similar how, like, they're they're just kind of there. They're, they're waiting for whatever raffles are going on at the end. So the comedy portion isn't really their thing. Uh, all that's going to happen out of this is, is you maybe make a few people chuckle that kind of like the idea of sitting through stand-up. But negative downside, like the risk, is... Maybe some fucker goes to HR and bitches like, oh, my 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 aunt was a transgender Eskimo or whatever the fuck. And now he insulted the whole uh, trans Eskimo population. And now it's it's like a fucking ordeal, man. And that's what happened. And the problem is, is that I've been doing this a long time. I know the difference between a paycheck and quote, my art, like when I am on stage freely uh, espousing my ideas and saying, I want you to laugh because this is what I'm thinking, and the corporate event where I'm like, okay, I have to be squeaky clean, I cannot offend transgender Eskimos, I have to just talk about safe subjects, so I know that, so that's what I did on stage that night, as I was very, very safe, I was like, you know, Bill Cosby, the not rapist side, you know, like I was Bill Cosby on stage, not the Bill Cosby in the green room after the show. And I still, they, they, I still got an email asking, what did you do? The, the, you know, these people were offended and said you were vulgar. And I'm like, so I, (laughs) these people were this person, you know what I mean? This person. Yeah. yeah, That was the thing is they, they said this, they sent the, the, so I just was going to update the listeners that may have listened saying that I waited seven days. Then I emailed the booking agent a second time saying, you know, he, he said, what the fuck? Call me tomorrow. I called him. He didn't take my call. So I waited a couple of days. Then I emailed him and said, hey, I'm still very confused by the idea that I was vulgar on stage because, and this is the part that I'd forgotten during the podcast. Uh, I did a show in Atlantic, Iowa for an Elks club like three, four months ago. Average age, I don't know what the fuck you're dropping. Average age was 70 years old. And they loved it because they actively hired me. They said, we want to have a comedy night for our members. Everybody knew. So I walked in and I was like, oh, shit, everybody's 70 years old. What are they going to think? But they were 70 years old and in the mood for comedy. They knew they were getting a comedy show, and yeah. it was a great evening. So I told the, the guy that and said, look, if I can do this material for 70-year-olds, I'm pretty sure, you know, 
these these people and nothing. I get nothing. I, so I, I love I am... doing comedy for seventy year olds. My my trick is I just replace every punchline with the N word. And I mean, I'll do the <laughs> N word in different accents. You know, sometimes I'll sing the N word to them all old timey, like back in the day. And they they love dude, that. Old people love love the N word. I don't even have to say punchline. Especially... I don't even have to do setups with it, dude. Just I I just. Scream blatant racism at them, dude. I, I don't yeah. know, old people. As long as as long as you do that, don't take the Lord's name in vain, though. They'll fucking no. they'll charge the stage. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I have a fun story for you. I think uh, you can be the judge of it, Jake. I don't want to speak for you, but uh, uh, I had a very I thought amusing surprise happen the other night. Um, let me walk you through this. Uh, every Monday, I take my kids to the library. And uh, my kids, they uh, they go pick out books. My daughter usually picks. My daughter is four years old. If anybody doesn't know, my daughter's four years old. She picks out all her books by cover. You know, princesses and 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 bunny rabbits and shit like that. Yeah. And so she picks out this book, and I never look at them. I just put it in a pile. Then I check them all out, and then I read them to them at night. You know, like okay, here are all the books we got from the library. Yeah. So we get this book. It's called I Am Jazz, and it's this little girl, and on the cover it's a mermaid. That's why my daughter picked it, and so on and so forth. And I'm reading it, and it's pretty bad. I'm going to read right now uh, segments of the book I Am Jazz. You sure? Because most children's book, Crush, man. It's like, dude, my top (laughs) five favorite books. you got Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings 2 or whatever, or no, Game of Thrones, right? And And then it's like the cow that jumped over the moon. And uh, Green Eggs and Ham, man. You're telling me this wasn't on the level of George R.R. R. Martin's best work? Well, it, it, the thing is, uh, I don't, I can't, uh, let me just read it to you because this is, I, I started laughing and it's, it's actually a wonderful book, but we'll get to that. So I'm going to skip several pages, but here, here gets to the, most of all, I love mermaids. Sometimes I even wear a mermaid tail in the pool. And there's a picture of a girl swimming around wearing a mermaid tail. My best friends are Samantha and Casey. We always have fun together. We like high heels and princess gowns or cartwheels and trampolines. But I'm not exactly like Samantha and Casey. Turn the page. I have a girl brain, but a boy body. This is called transgender. I was born this way. Oh, nice. I thought it was going to say she was a mermaid. No, that's, uh, it's, a, that's I mean, my that's response. was realistic, like, you know what I mean? Well, and that was the thing is like I when when I paused for your reaction, that's kind of what I did as I read the words like I am transgender. I'm like, and then I just started laughing because I thought it was wonderful because I did not see that coming. That was a better twist than anything M. Night Shyamalan has ever put in one of his fucking movies. I said, "Uh oh, because I thought I was going to have to go pick my daughter up from daycare. Anyway, so so I'm reading this book. and, And like I said, it's it's a better twist than M. Night Shyamalan like. I just didn't see it coming, and my daughter listened to the whole book. She didn't hear anything wrong, and so the rest of the book is about acceptance and tolerance, and, like, how neat is that for a children's book? I think, like... Yeah, it's pretty cool. It'd be more interesting if they made a sequel where she goes down to North Carolina and tries pissing in different places, (laughs) and uh, they, they just get all crazy, and they start throwing Confederate flags at her and cowboy hats, and it just, it, it gets nuts. Well, here's here's my favorite part is so I went on Amazon to give it a positive review. Like, what a delightful little book for a four year old to read, because at four, you can learn 
about acceptance and tolerance and difference and, oh, you know, this is what transgender is. No big deal. Some people are just different. Who cares? And so I'm on Amazon and I'm expecting like a slew of uh, horrible reviews like, this book is, and most of them are good, except there were a couple of one-star reviews that I thought were hilarious that were saying, this book was too stereotypical. Who's to say that only girls like pink? I'm like, really? That's what you're going to start complaining about? And another one said, like, it's not adult enough. Um, it didn't dive deep enough into the, the realm of transgender issues. And I'm like, it's a fucking kid's book. It's not supposed to be a medical examination of, of what goes on surgically or emotionally or, or a you know, psychological evaluation. It's literally yeah. a I feel the same way every time I hear an adult give, like, a a really critical bad review of, like, a comic book movie or the Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, we talked about this when Ghostbusters came up. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you. You're not the the demographic for it. Uh, You know, it's not like there was anybody when I was a kid and the original Ghostbusters came out. It's not like there was any of my, like, 40-year-old parents going, my top three favorite movies in orders are Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and the Ghostbusters. Like, that does not, that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I just, uh, I I guess, yeah, like you just said, who, who looks at a kid's book and says... It wasn't informative enough. It's informative to my four-year-old. She doesn't know what transgender is. This is her introduction where she is learning at a very young age that some people are born in bodies they do not feel comfortable in. And they, they absolutely feel it is not their correct gender. And it's a perfect way of just saying, hey, this is fine. I don't know why anyone would attack. I, like, it I, didn't go deep enough, though, man. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, explain in graphic detail uh, the operations in a sex change. It didn't, you know, it didn't have little pop-up, you know, things of the thing changing. It didn't, you know, it didn't show where all the scalpel marks go. Uh, I I think it was just hack. I don't think it tried hard enough. Yeah, but uh, anybody uh, wants it for their kid, uh, I am jazz. The the sad thing is I hate talking about it because uh, now everybody knows the punchline. They don't get that moment I had of turning the page and just going, holy fuck this is a kid's book about and and the one thing i would love to do is i want to talk about this on stage somehow because this book could be beautiful for like thanksgiving or christmas when you have to visit with that one racist grandpa or uncle where you're like hey uh grandpa pat you want to read to the kids oh sure and you give them this book and then you just wait for the reaction (laughs) yeah yeah and you just lie to him about the plot and just be like oh dude it's about some guy who uh uh, has a lot of nom flashbacks and you don't even need no. It's a kid's book. VFW. It's fucking great. You're gonna like this. And then they, you they don't lie the to him about anything. You just sit back and say here because the book it's it's a kid's book. It's got hand drawings on the cover. It doesn't look like a trans. So you literally just hand grandpa racist grandpa intolerant grandpa the book and let him read what I read to you. I like mermaids and cartwheels. And then he turns the page and is just sitting there staring at the word transgender. And he has to decide whether or not he's going to continue or if he's gonna oh god damn it what that you know like blow up in front of the kids and make a spectacle <laughs> that well, maybe he would maybe he would like if he's still if he's still quick on his feet you know if, if, if alzheimer's hasn't set in too much and he could still just act uh maybe he'll just sit there and make up his own ending like oh. he'll flip the page <laughs> see what's on there and I'll be like and then uh she decided to accept her lord and savior jesus christ as her personal <laughs> savior uh and then she married a fella uh who, who stayed a fella she stayed a lady 
and they had three beautiful children in a house with white picket fences, and they all voted Republican and lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. that, you, that would be a good twist ending. That would be a good sharp, like, uh, if, if they had the wherewithal to, to do that. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, we have hit our allotted time, and I don't think... Uh, so that's it? That's we have mu- yeah, yeah, we're, we're over. Um, I don't know that we have oh, well. much else to, to complain about. You got anything exciting? Uh, Otherwise... Nothing really, man. Um, I'm... All right. So nothing. All right. Well, then, uh, kids, thanks for listening. Let us know what you thought of the debate, and uh, goodbye. Later.